And we are live. This is the live stream. And this live stream, as you know, it's a boxing live stream because there's a huge fight coming up on Saturday. Canelo Alvarez with the 168-pound super middleweight title on the line against Jamel Charlo, who's coming up for 154 pounds, challenging to be the champ. And we're about to have our panel together as it kind of piecemeals its way through. You know, there have been there have been invitations given out to people. And one of those guys just joined us. Gunner's What's up, Gunner? How y'all yeah. doing, man? Good, good. good. We're just getting this conversation started. A huge fight coming up in the boxing world. Canelo, as you know, Alvarez, 168-pound title on the line. Jamel Charlo moving up two classes. Has some physical advantages, but not exactly like Bevo. Let's talk about it. Yeah, man, it's going to be a great fight. I'm I'm super stoked for it, man. You know, uh, Jamal Charlo, I mean, Jamel is, is from over here in Texas, man, so I'm super stoked. He's one of my favorite <laughs> fighters and boxing man so i'm super excited he's definitely going in as an underdog he's i'll, I'll say that it ain't yeah it, it's it's, it's I, don't, I don't think this is a 50 50 fight man i really don't a lot of people are giving him a lot of uh a lot of edges that i really don't see a lot of physical edges that you just you're speaking of man a lot of size advantages he's very slim man J jamel's not a dude who's who's really ever even used his size at 154 I mean, he's a guy who 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 press the action to get in your face, but he he's not. I don't. He doesn't really resemble me of a guy who uses his size and his strength and his athleticism to his. You know, what I mean, I don't, that's not his style, in my opinion. So I I really don't see those advantages that a lot of people are speaking of. I, I think those size advantages are still in Canelo's favor, and uh, yeah, man, I, th I think Jamel really does have a lot to overcome. But I think that he does have advantages. Uh, in the pocket, I, I think that 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 in the pocket, I think Jamel is actually the the probably the, the more diverse fighter, and I, I think, yeah, in my opinion. Wow. What do you what do you, you guys think? Well, I think in terms of size, uh, the it's factual that he's taller and he has longer reach, and I think that's what people are referring to. Now, obviously, he's fought at one fifty four. He's coming up two weight divisions. Canelo's fought at one seventy five. So he's been fighting at heavier weights. Um, so he, what's up, Paul? What up? What up? What's up, man? What's going on, y'all? How y'all feeling? Uh, good, good. We're just talking. Gunner started it off talking about he doesn't see the size advantages that people are referring to, and right. I was I was clarifying that I think they're referring to just the height and reach because obviously he's not a bigger, stockier guy. He hasn't right. fought at higher weights like Canelo has. Right, right. Yeah. And there's Coach. Hey. Hey, what's going Andre in the boxing who can't be around and the boxing prophet who got COVID. Come on, man. You're supposed to be fighting. Fight with COVID. Come on here and talk about it. <laughs> yeah, we talk about this huge fight coming up on Saturday. As we already know, we already addressed it. Canelo Alvarez, 168-pound super middleweight champ, taking on the current junior middleweight camp, super champ, super welterweight champion, Jamel Charlo, one of the Charlo twins. All the advantages they're talking about in terms of Charlo with his height and his this and that. He says, well, people don't know. I'm a big guy too. Yeah, when you're walking around, when you're not training, it's different when you have to really come down to your fighting weight and be at your very best and be sharp and all of that. Go ahead. Sure. Yeah, no, uh, for sure. That's... That's another thing that people don't know that these guys are, they have to make weight. They have to cut weight. 
because a lot of these guys they, they walk about 15 to 20 pounds heavy and yeah. when you cut that weight and it's fight time it's a whole different thing i've i've been there as a fighter and i, I have fighters that done the same and and um cutting weight is people don't know that's one of the hardest things in boxing yeah they can make you feel sluggish, mess with your reflexes, you know, all those things if you're not doing it right. You know, most people come in, the people who are extremely serious about the game, typically you want to be about 8 to 10% off your, your weight during the time you're not fighting so you don't have to cut as much. But that's for the high-level, disciplined fighters. And then the talent and all those other things that come with the territory, the training and preparing and all that. Yeah. Hey, Paul, I mean, so what do you think about these uh, supposed advantages? Size-wise, I mean, okay, I, I can tell you this: I competing, and I, I didn't compete boxing. I trained some boxing, but I didn't compete in boxing. But the martial arts situation, I was almost always the shorter guy, and rangy guys, it's a pain in the ass. I'm just saying, my life, it's a nuisance having to do what you got to do to get up underneath, and you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to pay so much more. You know what I mean? It, it's like um, imagine going to the movie theater and you got to pay more than the next man to get in. Like it's not fair. You know what I'm saying? Like, why is my ticket three dollars more than than this guy? But you you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do. So I, I feel like the weight thing may may. And I mean, I, I obviously I've not been in camp with, with either of these guys, so I don't know what their preparation is. My concern is I got a buddy of mine who goes to um, you know, we drop our kids off the same school, but he used to box and stuff, so he's like my kind of my boxing parent that I talk to. Um, I'm hoping that uh, uh, for Canelo's sake, I mean, uh, for Charlo's sake, I don't want him to come in heavy. I think he should come in fresh. Like, at this point, you get to eat. You don't have to cut a lot of weight. You don't have to drain a lot of water and dry out as much. This could be good for him. He's been at 54 for a hot minute. You know what I'm saying? This could be, if he doesn't try to mass up and and become a full 68-pounder, this probably could be good for him, to be honest, man. I think when he get because how old is he now? He's, I mean, he's the same age as Canelo, right? Just about, I think it's close. So it's probably it was probably tougher for him to continue to make fifty four when really he probably should have been a sixty by now. If he should come in, if I'm him, I don't come in at sixty eight. I'm looking at to weigh in at maybe around sixty five. Just come in feeling good. You know what I'm saying? Just come in feeling good. If you don't have the pressure of worrying about the scale quite as much, now you can hydrate plenty. I think this could be good for him. Uh, with the size advantage thing, that, that length and, and height is good if you use it. You know what I'm saying? Like, think Lennox Lewis before uh, before uh, uh, Stewart and then after. You really using the height, using the range, then it's a problem. When you got a guy that knows how to use it, that's a pain in the ass. Like I was saying before, it's a nuisance. If um, if he really is using that stick, I think that could be that could be a problem. Um, are we touching on Canelo yet, or are we just going to – because I, I – you know we love to bias. You know we like to talk about. <laughs> you know we enjoy. We're, we're we're just getting started, but Gunner had mentioned that Charlo does not use his size, his reach, yep. his height to his advantage, as you're yeah, mentioning yeah. Lennox Lewis did. Yeah, I feel like he doesn't use his, his his height and his reach as much as he needs to. You see a lot of like the Castano fight, the first yeah. one especially, man. He, he he gets into a lot of firefights, and I think that he's really good in getting into those firefights too. But I think with a guy with Canelo who's just going to sit it back and pop shot you all night, use head movement, and, I mean, who's really good at, at not using his, his lower body a lot, but using his upper body a lot and just getting out of the way of those shots. And he doesn't exert a lot of energy. 
and he doesn't overextend. I think that whenever you get a guy like that who doesn't overextend a lot like Canelo and doesn't exert a lot of energy into those combinations, you can get caught. And Charlo's Charlo's a guy who's I don't want to say he's not slick, but I will, I will, he's he's not hard to find. He's he doesn't not fight hard. that way. He doesn't fight like a slick fighter. That's yeah. not a smart fight for him to do. You know, for him to be smart in this fight in particular, you would like to know or believe that he knows going in that regardless of what he's saying out of his mouth, he knows he's the smaller guy. Canelo can bang, and Canelo can hurt you. We've seen him do that against guys big, because Canelo moves up himself eventually to get to 168. We've seen him batter guys. And I think going back to Gunner's point, Charlo doesn't fight his height. You know, he, he's one of these emotional fighters. He and his brother, his brother fights a little bit more disciplined. I think he's more emotional. So if he hears the crowd respond to a shot he got hit by, He's going to try to get get back instead of staying smart and staying focused, using his jab right hand to get into those firefights. I mean, it even, it even goes into off out of the ring. Like Errol Spence talked about, the Charlo twins, they got to say everything back to people who say things on social media. Yeah. Same thing here in the boxing ring. If they hear the crowd, ooh, for a punch that maybe look good to them, he has to get, get back. And then he gets reckless. He gets careless. And with a guy like Canelo, even though I believe he's slipping and the rider fight proved it, I think that those heavy hands at 168 still hurt a whole lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I agree a bunch. I'll say this though, man: is, is Charlo is a dog. I mean, Jamel Charlo is a dog, and yeah. I think that he's going to be there all 12 rounds. I don't think Canelo is going to put him out, man. And I think that there's going to be a lot of a lot of situations where Canelo does get hurt in that that fight, and and Charlo's going to make Canelo feel him. And I, I do think he has a lot of advantages in that pocket if he's going to be in Canelo's face. I think that I, I think that he hits just as hard as a lot of guys at 168, man. Charlo, Charlo hits like a tank. Do you guys think, like, it, judging on – and I know press conferences and stand-downs, I don't put a whole, whole lot of stock in those things. But sometimes <laughs> it may be a key to demeanor. Like, uh, Charlo looked real chill, not overly respectful, but he looked kind of poised and, and – and, a little more mature, you know what I mean? At, at the press conference, like, is there a chance that that demeanor is is kind of giving away his mindset heading into this? Like, this matters more. One of the things I was talking to Buddy about is that the hunger levels and the intangibles for me are really, really interesting for this fight because there's no way I believe that Canelo wants this W more than Charlo does because it matters. Like, this isn't going to matter. Nobody's going to make a big deal about him beating Charlo. A guy moving up two divisions, they're not, they're not going to really give him a ton of praise for that. But the flip side is Charlo will, they will have to give him a certain amount of respect for doing this if he pulls it off. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like the hunger, the hunger's got to be a thing here going in. This is his biggest moment. I don't think he'll have a bigger fight in his career than this. This is the one. You know what I'm saying? And I just, I didn't see the hot headed Charlo at the press conference. And I don't know whether that's, just respecting Canelo, or are we seeing perhaps a turn-the-corner, more mature version headed into the fight? And I think if that's the case, we're probably going to see a, um, a more disciplined game plan. There are guys, because I started, as y'all guys were talking uh, about, you know, fighters have tendencies and, and, and sort of, you know, personalities, as it were. It is possible, I was thinking about Diego Corrales when he actually boxed instead of banged uh, against, was that Casamayor I'm thinking of? When he was really using the stick, is that was that a custom your fight? I'm thinking of I'm, I'm getting old, y'all. Yeah, from <laughs> but um, 
uh, Goosen really had him using the jab and actually using range, and that was that's not really what what uh, what Diego used to do. But but it, it's possible. I, I don't want to um, because you know I, I advise you know we we're in the same category. We got criticisms about Canelo, but I don't hate him. I don't hate him. I hate his business choices. I hate some of the way the career moves, but I enjoy watching him fight. I don't want to act like I'm just um, trying to make uh, Charlo be somebody that he's not. But I feel like the book is out. Canelo has a long career that everybody's been able to watch. They have to have put together a game plan for this, right? They can't. Well, Canelo gets they, they have to, right? Like, no back against the ropes. You've got to use the jab. I mean, I don't know how long you can keep the game plan together, but they have to go in with with some with a plan here, right? Like, it would be crazy if you did. If you come and they think you're going to back out, gun the guy. It's going to be a problem. Well, yeah. one other thing to consider is Canelo's been fighting bigger, slower guys. Right. Now, right. now he's fighting a guy with quicker hands. Right. I think Charlo, if he can take his punches, he should be able to win the fight because we've seen Canelo get outboxed by lesser boxers. And gas, they gasses got, too. He gasses yeah. They, they got half, caught and couldn't, couldn't take the power. If yeah. Charles can take the power, you know, avoid a lot, you know, avoid damage, I, I think he can win the fight, at least uh, to the fans' eyes. I don't know if he get it by the judges. He's a liver dog that people are giving him credit oh, for. No, he's a live that. dog, for real. Yeah. There's no question about being a live dog. Yeah, he, this is a better dog. fight than folks are probably giving credit to. This is a better fight than that, man. And stylistically, you know what? I know we all love boxing. No matter what happens, this is going to be fun. This is, I, there's no way this could be a stinker. I don't think that that's possible. No. This, this is not the way these two match up. It's impossible that we don't have some good television. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. better than, than most of the top five at 168. I do. I, I, I really believe that. You look at the past, the past six, seven guys that Canelo's beat. You're telling me that Caleb Plant, B, Billy Joe, uh, beefy. Yeah, you're telling me those guys are are are, are beating Jamel. I, I mean, it, there's great fights. Those are great fights, but I got Jamel in every single one of those. I'd like to see him versus Plant, though. I'd like to see that. I, I would yeah, like to see that. Fight. I like that. I'm still looking at it from the standpoint of those two weight classes, man. That matters so freaking much. Those two weight classes moving up, you know, from people that are outside looking in, they probably don't really put a lot of stock into just how much and how difficult it is and the power of a fighter. Canelo's known for beating guys at 168. He hasn't been at 164, 160 in quite some time, but he's been known to hurt guys at 168. He's moved up to 175 and couldn't hurt Bevo, but he can hurt someone. So now you have someone from 154. Sparring helps get you acclimated, but getting in the ring when it matters with fight gloves on at fight time and taking those same shots, I'm curious more than anything because I believe Charlo is a live dog. And yeah, I believe yeah. that if he goes into this fight showing the maturity that uh, Dragon just said, I think that works. Because that means if he shows the maturity, he's not fighting with his emotions anymore. He's going to go and probably use the ring like Lara did. He has yeah. the ability to do it. Keep focused and use a boxing plan to outbox him. If the knockout, if an opportunity for a knockout, which I don't think is Canelo just, if nothing else, Canelo could take a punch. If he could just stun him, move, sting him again, move as Canelo plod forward, trying not to overexert himself because he knows his own conditioning issues, I think Charlo has a hell of a chance and it can't possibly get past the judges because Canelo is not on the back nine, but he's approaching. 
Yeah, yeah. So hang on. Speaking of conditioning issues, let me ask you, Coach, because Canelo, he's been saying last few fights he hasn't been able to train because of his injuries, and that has affected his stamina. Uh, do you put stock into that? Do you think well, he's making excuses? Anybody that fought and anybody that, that's been in the game knows that you're never 100%. And, and mm-hmm. sparring and, and stuff always jacks you up injuries and stuff because um i have been lucky maybe once or two fights i was 100 percent. same thing with my fighters everybody's dealing with everything and he's 100 percent correct he's an old vet he's not getting no younger and the only way that i see people beating canelo is bar it's box the formula for canelo is you stay outside in box you could beat canelo but if you trade with him it's a mistake he's an old dog he's he, he'll lead you in there and uh, he'll set traps. And um, the only way I, I, I see him um, losing this fight is if uh, if this kid boxes because Canelo got all the moves in the world and, and he's right. He's right. Injuries. I mean, if you go back with Floyd, if you go back with, with all these guys with hand injuries, elbow injuries, hip injuries. I mean, I, I talked to, to fighters. If you look at their hands, their fingers are all crooked. You know, it's just, uh, it's part of the game. This is the, the hurt business. So 100%, 100%. I had a guy um, the other day, he couldn't run. He couldn't run. He ended up having a, a heel spur or something from running. And it, it, it sucks. But, you, you know, you can't cancel the fight. So, so let me follow up because he says in his most recent fights, he hasn't been able to train. But he says Saturday, he's good. <laughs> But that's his job. How much? <laughs> how much is he making? I don't know. I didn't. That's I didn't pretty good. Anytime, anytime you're making millions of dollars, I'm good too. So, <laughs> because you don't understand that money talks. You know, but you Dan, you're asking him. So, are you? Were you able to train for this fight? Are you in condition? And he's like, just watch Saturday. I am. And I'm asking, should we believe him? Well, I I did see some of the training. I saw some head movement. I saw some. Um, some stuff that he hasn't been doing in a minute, and and he's going back to um, back to the drawing board, and um, that's one of the things I, I love to do is to do the homework on these guys. What are they doing? What are they working? And um, I, I I think I think he's he's going to look impressive, but that's just my opinion. And I'm not a Canelo fan, but I just believe sometimes um, guys like this have the last hurrah because. We both know he's on his way out. You know, I, I don't know. There's guys that get that, that um, overnight get old, and we and we both seen that. So, well, it's yeah. funny that you were saying that because when I looked up, I was making the kids dinner, and I looked at the time. I was like, "Oh shit, I got it's." It was like eight minutes till to, time to do this, and I was thinking I was outside on, on on the front porch, and I was thinking like, "Is this going to be the night when he when he gets old?" Because the thing is. I get concerned. I don't remember seeing Canelo like when he was at 54. I don't remember any clips of seeing him drinking or playing golf. Like as we've moved to this ladder leg, like there was a couple of them. Um, he was drunk and kicking somebody out. They were doing the karaoke and stuff. I mean, he, he seems to have been chilling a little bit and not totally living the fighter the fighter lifestyle. Is that going to catch up and affect your conditioning? Because you know you you can't drink and fight well. Some people can, most people cannot. <laughs> you, you're Roberto Duran or some shit. Maybe you could get that off, but I, I don't. I don't know. Is is that going to play a role? Like he cannot get tired 
on Saturday. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Right. Tired in the second half. If Jamel, if Jamel's still there and you're tired, that's gonna be a problem. That's gonna be an issue, man. Because yeah. I don't think he's guy that gets stronger too as the fight goes on. Uh, well, I'm sorry to hear. Jamel's, in my opinion, is a guy who gets stronger as the fight goes on. As he, well. does. Yeah. he does. Yeah. 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 He does. Got that dog in him. Yeah. But you, but you wrote. Um, you said something that's correct. You know. Um, what did Rocky's um, um, trainer said? The worst thing that could happen to a fighter is becoming civilized. Nice. Right, right. And, um, yeah. I saw one time I was with my dad watching Roe Jones, and he was going to fight Tarver, and they were putting on his shoes. And my father yeah. turns over to me, and he goes, that's not a good sign. And they were putting on some silk socks for him, and he got knocked oh. off that night. So oh. so you're right. When fighters get soft and they start drinking, and I, and I did see that video. Where he yeah. was drunk with his daughter and stuff. Yeah, you're yeah. right. I haven't seen Canelo like that. And I, one I of, let me throw in one, one 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 thing too. So I have a, a buddy of mine. I'm not going to put him out there because I don't know how much he. You know, you're not supposed to tell about the gym. I wasn't in the gym, so somebody could just say I'm lying if I'm lying, right? But I, I have a friend of mine who was who did two camps with Canelo not too too long ago. Um, and apparently, apparently he was doing well. And I know that Canelo's been bringing his wife and his kids to the gym. I watched a, a video earlier today where saying that maybe that's not necessarily a good sign of a guy who's really focused in, uh, you know, the daughter's coming over and giving you hugs and kisses in the midst of doing stuff. Uh, like, it just seems to me like he's on a victory lap or, or perhaps, does he think maybe that he's not touchable to a guy who's coming up and wait? You know what I'm saying? I don't know if, if, if the Canelo I enjoyed was the guy who seemed hungry on the climb. And this guy feels, to me, it seems like he's he's really comfortable with his status, but I don't know if he's prepared to still work like a hungry guy. You know what I'm saying? Like It doesn't seem to me like a... Anyway, my buddy, I think, got the best of him from what I heard. His wife was there, and then he got booted out of camp. He got booted out of camp. So I, I don't know if... Um, I'm just wondering if this is going to be the day, man. It, it's coming. If it isn't Saturday... It's coming soon. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, it's coming soon if it isn't Saturday. And he's already talking about fighting uh, the other Charlo after this. So I, I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not trying to put the put the bad juju in the air on him. You know? <laughs> but I, I have a sneaky suspicion this is going to be a closer affair than a lot of people are, are, are really thinking. I just don't think he's got the hunger. It's the intangible part. I could see him unloading hard counters on the rope and having Charlo on the ropes digging to the body, maybe even hurting to the body. But I don't know whether if the hunger is there to... The fighters aren't like video games. You know what I'm saying? Where the video game character never loses stats. The stats just are what the stats are. So anytime you pick that character to play on Fight Night, EA Sports, it's the same Canelo. But fighters are human beings. And I don't know if this is going to be the same guy. Like we just talked about earlier, everybody's in the best shape of their life before the fight. Everyone says that. I mean, that's that's been like our whole life of watching fights. Everybody's in the best shape, but are they? <laughs> are you for real? I don't know, man. I, I'm. I'll tell you this: FanDuel gave me like 80, 80 bucks on them. I did put some money on uh, uh on the underdog. Like it's free dollars. Eighty for eighty dollars for free. I, I, I'd be a fool yeah. not to go ahead and take the free money and put it on the underdog. So I do got some bread. I got I got something that I'm I'm hoping for a little bit. I'm on sports guys. <laughs> I'm thinking about the I'm thinking about the wear and tear as well on Canelo. Yeah. 15 years old. That's when he started boxing as a professional. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? 147 pounds. He's been in the game for a long time. He's fought almost everyone. He might have fought the people we wanted him to fight when we wanted him to fight them. 
But this guy's going through the ranks. He's going through the weight classes, won the championships. He gets beat by Bevo, still went to 175 to take that beating. And then he comes back down. He fights John Ryder. Maybe that could have been the final hurrah for all we know. Because we don't know what. Because we're just looking at that as, man, for the first time, really, that might be Canelo slipping. We don't know what the next chapter would be against Charlo. If something real drastic happened, we could look back and say, wow, maybe that fight before was the fight in which would have been his last hurrah in front of his home crowd who wanted a knockout. He tried to give it to them. It didn't happen. And not only that, Ryder, who was knocked down, beaten, and battered, had moments later in the fight against Canelo because of Canelo's fatigue, the perpetual fatigue he has towards the end of fights, with Charlo being a uh, young boxing guy because he hasn't been around and been through the grinder as Canelo has at 15. I think that's not where you want to be. Like Gunnar said, you don't want to be tired if Charlo's still on top of his game because you don't want to look at the other guy across from you and see that he's fresh and you know you're fatigued. It plays those mind games. And I know Canelo's been in this scenario so many times. You know, the more you're in it, the better you know how to cope and disguise how things should be. But it comes to a time to where you don't have a say in the matter. The better fight it does. And it could be that one night. Do you guys think the B-ball fight is going to be on his mind? Do you think that he's going to enter his mind into this? Or do you think that's not? You think he's put that past him? Well, I think if, if Charlo comes out and doing the jabbing, because you know he has to watch what gave Canelo the biggest issues. That's the fight he's watching. He can say what he wants out of his mouth. He can claim he's going to ice somebody, knock somebody out. But if he's watching that video and he plans on doing a lot of what that video showed, if he's doing that and it's working, it it can't help but go into Canelo's mind that, man, here we go again. And he's going to either have to press, which is going to make him exert more energy, which he doesn't want to do, or it's going to make him go out of character. Yeah. I agree. I agree 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think we, we all know this is going to be a war. This is not, this is not going to be a chess match. These are two guys that um, like coming forward, and that's the only advantage I give Canelo. Um, he knows how to fight in the, in the trenches, but mm-hmm. if he starts boxing, um, it's going to be a hard night for. It's going to be a long night for Canelo, especially if he uses the reach and and moves and stuff. Yeah. But have, so have, any Brett, of you guys, have any of you guys seen him box? I haven't seen him box. Charlo yeah, that's what I was saying. He doesn't really show. He never so used the, the, Early in his career, he was more of a boxer, right? Because, like, the, the punch power didn't really come till, uh until he got with Derrick James, right? Like, I mean, he, he earlier on, when he had the braids and all that, when he, he was a little bit more mm-hmm. on his boxing game, right? I think it's in him. I think he knows he's got to do that Saturday. I don't think he thinks he's going to be able to just – Whoop up on him. He's going to have to box. I feel like that's that's true. Well, there have been fighters in the past who were boxers in the beginning, but then they fell in love with their power when they realized they could finally get to that plateau and knock fighters out. You know, one of those fighters, believe it or not, was Donovan Razor Ruddick. He was an excellent fighter, boxer at one point, but then when he started doing that upper hook and putting people to sleep, we know him as Razor Ruddick put people to sleep instead of the fine boxer he was before he fell in love with his power. Wow. That's wild. That, yeah. Damn. But see, I didn't even know that about him, man. That's that's why. And he's got the range. That's yeah. crazy. That was a big, tall, long, strong guy, man. Like, I didn't even know that about him. I, I, I you know, wow. I was, I, yeah, when, I, when I think of him, I, I think of like Michael Dokes out out for like seven minutes or whatever that was. Exactly. Like that. <laughs> he, he knows that too. He's the one who did it. So he's like, yeah, we're putting guys to sleep now. And he went on from even before that. But that was the fight that highlighted him as being the power puncher that people believe that he was. 
you have the name Razor. The reason why he had the name Razor is because he was a great boxer. He could cut wow. you up by just shooting shots. Then he became wow. that power puncher. But I'm saying Charlo, I'm thinking that if he decides for this one time to fight intelligently, the B-ball fight is the blueprint you need. But it also requires some talent. It requires some grind because you're going to have to move. You're going to have to have yeah. the conditioning and the legs to keep away from Canelo. Canelo isn't going anywhere unless you give him reason to go somewhere. And Bevo gave him a reason because he was just physically bigger across the board. Now we have a younger guy, a lighter guy naturally, now doing the same thing. Even if he doesn't, I think he can hurt Canelo a little bit, but I don't think he can hurt Canelo more than Canelo's ever been hurt before, even by Triple G. Do you guys think we might be giving Charlo more credit than he deserves? Because Tim Bradley says it's going to be a blowout. He doesn't expect <laughs> a close fight at all. I struggle listening to Tim Bradley. I struggle. <laughs> I struggle. Yes. Because, you know, it's not that he doesn't know his stuff, but speaking about emotional guys, he's he, wise. If he likes somebody, that's you can't tell that's him anything. It's super hard for him to be objective about anything. And it's really, really tough for me to listen to him. Like, I wish I could get him off camera and maybe he would just be himself. Like, I don't know if he's trying to do his, like a poor man's Teddy Atlas when he gets on there. I don't know what he's, what he does. You know, we're firemen. I don't know what he's, what he tries to do. Uh, but I, I don't, I don't know if I can trust what, what Tim Bradley's saying, man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think this is the fight of Charlo's life. And I think this is the one. They've been saying, both brothers and Andre, you know, they were all at 54 around the same time. These guys have been saying they wanted this for a long time. And I don't have any reason to, to, to disbelieve that. There's a, a big cash cow. You get, to, you get to prove yourself again, a name and the money. Um, I feel like he would have had to have – this is the one. This is the moment. Another interesting thing, I watched uh, a video Fanon made earlier today. And, you know, the, 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 the Charlo brothers are – they love each other, but they've got a tumultuous relationship. And apparently, you know, they're at a, they're not really talking right now, that kind of thing. And an interesting point Fanon made was uh, bringing up where Jamel was saying a victory here separates him from his brother. And it's just funny when you take certain things in the ring, like Buster Douglas uh, and his mom dying, certain things can drive you that you really want something. You know what I mean? It's more than the money. It's maybe more than the moment itself. That could really be a thing, a one-upsmanship on his brother or just the separation. I'm not little Charlo no more. Maybe, maybe I, I don't know. It's just going to be interesting. I, I get more caught up in the intangibles than the technical stuff at this point in the game because these are elite fighters. They've got great, they've got great trainers. They've got great people behind them. I think the intangible stuff is going to make the difference on Saturday. Uh, it, will the moment be too big for Charlo? Will, will that just, will that, with the pressure or sometimes... I'm really curious. I'm really curious about the intangible stuff, man, because I can't imagine uh, Canelo being that hungry. I just can't see him wanting this a lot. It, it seems like another day at the office. I think you have a point there with the intangibles because I look at what Tio Lopez did with Josh Taylor not too long ago. The previous fights is the reason why I picked Josh Taylor to have an easy time with him. I wasn't even thinking about the things that Tio was going through with his family, child yeah, support, yeah. you know. A child yeah. battle, you know, uh, court, all that kind of stuff with his wife, ex-wife, wherever it is now. And those things are an issue. I've dealt with those things with fighters in the past who have those things on the outside, those intangibles you don't think about that has nothing to do with the X's and O's of boxing. But right. when it gets in the ring, 
things fall apart. And for people who didn't know those things existed, they're wondering, how come it's night and day? Tio, I thought it was shot. And then he comes right. back after all those people settled, takes care of that business so easy. And then he talks about at the time, okay, now I can see my kid. I can take care of this and that. Oh, damn, all this time you was dealing with that, man. We didn't even realize that. You know, now you but, got But the smartest out. thing he did was go back to boxing. He had fallen in love with his power. Like you mentioned, 100%. He went back to boxing, and that's why he was able to beat Taylor the way he did. He wasn't just going forward trying to knock his head off. And going to intangibles, man, Taylor just seems like a dude that just steps up on the moment. Like when the moment is the brightest, man, that dude shines the brightest. Like that, like it, that dude is the definition of a superstar, man. I, 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 highly believe that. I mean, look what he did to Loma. I mean, you run that fight 10 times, I don't know if he beats Loma 10 times, but all that matters is that first time right there. It's it's the moment. As, as Yeah, man. And and he seems like he's a dude who steps up. Like we're saying, man, Charlo might be that. It might be his too. Gunner, I can tell you this. Yo, I, I got that one where I picked Theo going into that, and I was I was very happy about that because everybody everybody I was talking to on on we was doing a little live and all that kind of thing, and um everybody I was talking to acted like I was tripping, but I'm saying I think this is the moment guys start to get to that place. You're not all flat out old, but you're older, and there's a talent there that you know what I mean. That, that it gets to a place. This could be that kind of thing, man. It really, I think Canelo might look even if the judges see some favor for him and maybe do him a little bit of favor. I think there might be some fucking booze at the end of this. If Charles is still standing at the end of 12, there might be some booze at the end of this. Regardless, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, you're probably right on that. Yeah, dog, because I, I I feel like Canelo would have to get, get Charlo out of there because that second half looks bad for me. Uh, Canelo's been wearing that that knee brace for years now on that left leg. He's been wearing, that's, why, that's part of why I think he moved up because those guys were slower. You know what I'm saying? So now it won't be quite a thing. They're not going to move as much. Uh, if you're picking guys that are kind of European-style one-two guys, they're not really light on their feet. They're not moving around. You know what I'm saying? I, I this, I'm so curious about this. Like, I'm surprised it doesn't <laughs> seem like the buzz is super hyped for this fight. But, like, I'm very interested in what's going to happen Saturday. Like, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm going on the, the boards and stuff, and people are still talking about gossipy nonsense. There's a big fight Saturday. <laughs> the, the buzz doesn't feel... Like it should be for this. This is an interesting fight, man. This is going to be I'm interesting. With you. Usually I watch All Access. I haven't watched a single episode for this fight. Wow, I might yeah. watch it Friday night to get ready for Saturday, but I, I don't know why. I just I, I see it on YouTube. I'm like, man, let me find something else. Yeah. The, the buzz isn't – it doesn't It doesn't feel like a big fight is just a – what is it, two days away? Doesn't feel like it, but I'm excited. Me personally, I'm excited. I'm <laughs> yeah, they, said, they said they did a twenty million dollar game, which is insane. That's like a, that, that's that's Javante Davis. What, where are they? Um, where is it actually taking? Is it in Vegas? T-Mobile Arena. So. Yeah, I yeah, think so. See, they, I, now that that's where they they follow my language. They, that's where they effed up right there. That had Dallas Stadium written all over it. What? Yeah, man. Charlo and Canelo in Canelo Texas, don't want to give up home field advantage like that, though. Yo, yeah, you, yo, you know how many Mexicans will be at that stadium? I'm about to say that's pretty much right down the middle. That's the that's gonna be yo, it, Charlo will be the, the underdog in that stadium. Nobody gonna be yelling his name. You're gonna hear a whole lot of Canelo action going on in Texas, bro. I, I, I think I agree. Yeah, I, I think you probably get more Canelo chance, man. These people yeah, dog. Like, I'm just talking about from, from, a, from a, a financial place. That's a 
That's a win. It's a ton of Mexicans in, te in, in Texas. And Charlo's from Texas. That seems it's like football a football season, though. It's football season, man. I mean, yeah, you're right. well, you, look, yeah, you know yeah. how I feel about Dallas, so I, I don't, you know, get them out of the way. Throw a real sport, man. <laughs> so is this a huge upset if Charlo's were to win, or are there excuses of, well, it was going to happen. We saw how he looked against John Ryder, at least Canelo, how he looked against John Ryder. And now, you know, he, he wears a knee brace. He does this. He does that. Well, he might have been drinking. He might have done this. Is it a big deal? I mean, it's a big deal. But is it a huge deal? It's not Boston Douglas, Mike Tyson deal. But where I would think, you rank this if he were to win? I think based off of what all of every, everyone seems to be saying, I don't think we'd be surprised. It would be an upset, yes, but not a huge upset. Charlo's only a two-to-one underdog, which is, I mean, that's an underdog, man, but that's not – like that's closer than I expected. Yeah, that's yeah. almost that's almost yeah. even. Yeah, four one would be something I would think that would be going in. I think it's yeah, still the smart money comes in right. late though too. We'll see. Am, am, smart money, does, it, they're not always right either. Okay. Yeah, they're not, they're not I think it's a shame because I mean, they're Ryan not Garcia right. got the smart money and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that didn't work out money. too well. <laughs> he got that internet money. If you two guys, you know, I don't think I think they can't help but put on a great fight on Saturday because of their styles. Yeah. But I'm thinking that uh that Charlo, come on, anytime you go into any fight camp, and I think Coach can attest to that, you go with what you believe gives you the best opportunity. And if you have video to see that your opponent was beaten or even dominated like Bevo did to Canelo, this is the fight you look at. This is where you pick and prod. You don't use a Delahoya uh, blueprint. You use what you have, and you saw that it worked. And he has those intangibles to go out there and try to execute it. Can he handle the power is what it's going to come down to. Because yeah. you can look as pretty as you want to look, just like Billy Khan did against Joe Lewis until he wasn't looking pretty and he right. lost his opportunity. There you That's go. Here. And, um, you know, it's funny because I train fighters. we got game plans and stuff. But Mike Tyson said it the best. Everybody got to plan until they get hit in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Very and if, if he free gets freaked out about the power – it changes the whole thing. I have guys that come back to the corner, and if they hurt and stuff, you just see it in their eyes. I'm like, hey, you need to do A, B, and C and stuff, and, and they just they staring into space yeah, um, because of the power. But mm -hmm. if, if he feels the power and, and he can deal with the power, it'll be an easy night for him. But there's guys that think – and the thing about Canelo is it's just not to the head. He goes to the body as hard as to the head. Yeah. Sometimes – uh, a good body shot <laughs> make you um, doubt your ability. Yeah. Wow. yeah. I'm telling, that's that's what I'm thinking. I'm worried about that for for Jamel because he's got kind of a long a long torso yeah. like that. That's where I can see him getting hurt. I'm not even really worried about a, a head shot. I think the body shot might really be it. And, and Coach, you're right as shit. That's the worst. Uh, the worst pain I've ever <laughs> is the body. That's the worst. Your head – Look, your head is what registers the pain. So if that gets discombobulated, like there's been times I've, you know, the lights have started to come in, but it doesn't hurt. That doesn't hurt because you don't feel people nothing. Don't, people don't know that. Yeah, your, your head, when you're almost out, it, you don't feel nothing. It's just numb. I was like, oh shit, the, the lights, it literally does that little dark, dark in the corners and came back out time to do. But it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. The dudes, hit the, hard, the dudes who hit the hardest, it always feels like. Yeah, that body shit is terrible. That's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. A, a good liver shot, it paralyzes your whole body. And there's guys, don't get me wrong, because um, um, Bias asked me this a long time, do a lot of guys go with, go down with body shots? I've been hit with body shots 
that I'm, I'm that I haven't been going down, but it locks up my arms. It, it doesn't let me move. It doesn't let me yeah. throw punches because you so you you, you get tighten up the whole body that it doesn't let you do a lot of stuff. And and that's the thing that Canelo got. He still got that. You know, the last thing um, for an old fighter to lose is his power. The power. So so his power is going to be there. But his, his reflexes and, and his speed, it's going. He's been in so many wars. I mean, it's yeah. crazy. And as far as that liver shot goes, you know, when you get hit in the liver, it actually, for a split second, takes away the oxygen going to your brain. That's why a lot of people do freeze like that. Oh. And then it's a delayed reaction a lot of times because that oxygen stopped just for that one second. You see guys take this body shot, and then they kind of freeze and just take a knee, or they just go flat out. Yeah. It's no joke. Awesome. It's no joke. People don't understand that because everybody was uh, crying about um, um, Garcia. Yeah, Garcia. And everybody was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, he, he, he faked it. But people don't understand. You have a delayed reaction. You just don't go down because, like you said, um, it, it takes a second to go to the brain. And yep. once it goes to the brain, it's like oh, your body just shut down. And that's the only thing that I see. Canelo, he still got the body shots. And he still yeah. got the power. But we both know, everybody knows, that he could be outboxed. Yeah. That, yeah. that ain't going to be no surprise if that happens. You know, the, the dudes that talk like a body shot is nothing have clearly never been hit with a body never shot. Never been hit. <laughs> <laughs> they they <laughs> Punch me in the head all day. I mean, I'll take that way before. A, a nasty body shot is horrible, man. It's horrible. And there's no way to look yeah, cool about yeah, that either. That's why, that's why De La Hoya wore a chest protector against Fernando Vargas. <laughs> chest protector. Yeah, Roman's chest protector. <laughs> yeah, that thing up around his neck just about, man. So so do we think the ref is who do we know who's the referee gonna be for this? I don't even Good know. question. I don't know. Like well, well Canelo's an A-side. So that means yeah. he gets the ref, he gets the size of the ring, he sizes yeah. the glove. I don't know if you guys all know that, but that's that's how it works in boxing. I yeah, freaked out yeah. when I when I found that out. I'm like, damn, I didn't even even know about all that stuff until I got into pro boxing. Yeah, I'm just curious because so you know some some refs have a tendency to maybe over officiate, and some will let action go. Some guys, some some of them will let guys work on the inside a little bit. I'm just curious if if that may play if that may play a role in in in, in, in Saturday night. I hope not. I hope not. I love the refs that that you don't even know are there. Those well, are the right best. now. Uh, Those are the best. Right here, I looked it up. It's Harvey Doc uh, from New Jersey coming to Las Vegas to do this fight. Wow. Wow. That is the first meeting of four belt world champions in boxing history. The Nevada wow. State Athletic Commission has assigned New Jersey's Harvey Doc as referee for the clash, which takes place at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. So, yo, Harvey it, Doc. It was was in Nevada or PBC. Well, Nevada, Nevada, the, the commission picks the referee. Are you sure about that? The, everywhere, allegedly, the um, the commission. How, then, how did Kenny Bayless get every Floyd Mayweather? Fight? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <laughs> because the commission is making money, I guess, as well. Mm -hmm. So they're picking them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I always known that the commission wink, picks the wink. referee. In a huge fights like this, I mean, the same thing. You know, I know people go after the ref, and then they go after the promoters, and then they claim the promoters are influencing the Nevada commission. Now, there are some real reputable commissions out there. Nevada's one of them. New York is another one. Pennsylvania has a great one. So, you know, and even Jersey. Jersey with Atlantic City fighting the way it does. So, yeah, so yeah, this is another case of Nevada picking their ref and bringing him from Jersey. That's more surprising to me. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm well, curious, I, man. I, 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 don't, I, I think that I think everybody, everybody's thinking 
Um, this is going to go 12 rounds. I don't see it a blowout. I don't see. I, I, I could see somebody getting dropped. I could see somebody getting hurt. But I, I, I just see it going 12 rounds. These are just these guys are tougher than nails. Both of these guys. Yeah. So. I, I, think, I mean, if if there's a knockout or something, I'll be shocked. Especially if it's Canelo. It's just oh, really <laughs> I don't know, what? know about that. Canelo's proving himself. You know what? He's not getting knocked out. I could see this, and don't call me call me crazy, right? Especially, you know, I'm, I'm not even gonna bring up the last pick I had, but uh, Canelo might quit on that stool, though. He's not gonna get stop stopped. Listen, if if things aren't looking good, we can always do a PR spin about my shoulder, my elbow, my whatever. I mean, look, guys that have a big reputation, they want to save that. You know what I'm saying? The, the, those kind of guys aren't going to go out on their shield. He's not going to take a, a whooping. He's not going to do a Fernando versus Tito and fight all the way to the death to the 12. You know what I'm saying? If they, he's not going to do it like that. If things are looking bad for him, I would not be shocked to see him not come out. I, would, I wouldn't be shocked. Like 11, 11, between 11 and 12. Well, I remember I remember uh, Chavez did it against um, De La Hoya, didn't he? Quit yeah, right. But you know what? That's and right. now looking back on it, and I was just listening to what Dragon was saying about a little earlier, you know, how, um, you know, these fighters get in a position to where, you know, they've been fighting for a long time. But I think with, with uh, in this case here, I'm thinking looking back on with Canelo drinking and this and that, and these stories coming out now, the latter part of his career, he's not necessarily looking like the same guy. That's what happened to Chavez. We find out now, even from Chavez's son, he was already a cocaine addict. He was already an alcoholic yeah. by that time. And yeah. maybe that was the culmination of all of that. Now, if Canelo's going down that same path, this could possibly be it. If he does quit on his stool, I just think he has way too much pride. We know Mexican fighters, man. Yeah, but, we, but, but everybody, but everybody was shocked when, when it happened to Chavez. Yeah, but right. I, I, once again, it goes back to those drugs and everything else. So, no, no, without a doubt. We didn't know about it back yeah, in the we didn't know about it then. The, the, the media was not like it was now. But but you're right. That, that, that's, a, that's a great – I didn't even think about that because th these guys are just, you know, world-class fighters. But – Anything yeah. can happen at this stage. And if Canelo, if, if Canelo didn't go down that route, if he's not doing it as hard as as, as uh, Chavez was doing it, I just can't see. I, I not in a million years can I see Canelo just quit on his stool with all things going his way or not going his way. I, I just he would just take the beating like he did against Bevo because he could have done just that because he got beaten that decisively. So yeah, I yeah. think that I just he just has too much pride. I think Mexican fighters. Period. <clears throat> I think the difference could be. I think the difference could be. Against Bevo, he's like, oh, I'm going to get him eventually, like, like I got planned, like I got Kovalev, like like he had been doing, like he did Saunders. Not that Saunders was outboxing him, but Plant was. Um, Kovalev was doing decent. He, he was jabbing it to, the hell out of him. But when, when, if it happens again Saturday, now doubt creeps in because, like, oh, shit, it's happening again. Yeah. Am I going to catch him? And late in the fight, like, damn, I hit him, and, and he didn't go anywhere. Now it's different. Now it's two fights in a row. Yeah, that's well, true. Well, actually, two out of three. Well, I, I, was, I was coaching um, um, with some good coaches. They were telling me once a fighter got to L or once they got a knockdown, it's easier to get another L. It's easier to get another knockout. Because yeah. you're right, that doubt in your head goes, oh, man, I'm going through the same thing, and your, and your mind goes into survivor mode. And I was freaked out because – I had a couple guys on Prove It. He goes, no, this, this dude got it out. You just got to put pressure on him. And, and it happened. I, I, I mean, you don't realize it when somebody's telling you the story, but when you see it in the ring, like, wow, you freak out. 
So, mm-hmm. so when you guys see guys with L's or guys that have been knocked out, it's it's almost easier the second time around or the third time around. So that's 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 hundred percent correct what Bias said. You know, and actually looked a little easier for Bud when he just fought Errol Spence. Once he got that first knockdown, they just started coming more and more, and he was getting more and more dominant along the way. You know, I, you know, so it kind of lends itself to that as well. You know, yeah. Can we change the subject real quick? Is is that fight going to happen at forty seven? Somebody was saying. Yeah, so, Bud said he wants it at one forty seven. I, he I haven't heard from Errol yet. So, look, so Stephen Espinoza addressed some of the contractual language, and basically, from what I'm understanding from, there's another phenomenal video earlier today, and from what Stephen Espinoza is saying in terms of the language and the, the, the stuff written in the contract, there has to be, there it still has to be a discussion. Like uh, from what he's saying, uh, Bud doesn't just get to outright say, "I'm only fighting at 47." And and Errol can't just demand that this has to be a fifty-four. This would have to go back into a a sort of I don't want to say uh, mediation, but it has to be per the contract. It, it it has to be discussed. It's not flat out in either man's favor. Like I think in hindsight's twenty twenty, and I'm not trying to be apologetic. You know, I'm an Errol guy, obviously. But that man did not look correct for one reason or another. That did not look like the Errol I'm used to seeing. And I think 54. Floyd was saying he should go to 60 and not even fight at 54. I did see that. Yeah, so like, I, I, my money, I bet you this happens at 54. Because I think, Terrence Crawford, remember we was talking about this? Terrence was walking around with with all kinds of garb on in that hot-ass weather. I think he struggled to make weight a little bit, too. He could do it better than, than Errol, but I, I mean, he was wearing all kinds of shit when they were doing the arrivals. He was still Towels and hoodies and all kinds of shit leading up to the fight uh, uh, himself. I'm not mentioning this happens at 54. My only I'm question is, my only question is that 154, no belts can be on the line. They're fighting yeah. just to fight. Well, there's a lot of money. That, I mean, there's a lot of look. money there, and and whoever wins that fight gets an opportunity. Whether it's going to be Charlo coming back down, and now Tim Shu, who's going to be the champ. Once Charlo walks into the ring on Saturday, he can night. fight somebody, man. Earning, I know, right? That would be the easy way to go about it. But you know what? He's going to bring that money because of his name. You know, he has yeah. a whole country behind him as well. So I wouldn't mind seeing Bud taking care of that business too, or even Charlo coming back down taking care of that business. You know what? I don't want to see Charlo do that though, because it, at 33, 35, what is he? Early thirties, mid thirties. Don't go up two divisions and try to come all the way back down. That's going to be that's going to be that's bad. That's Roy division. Jones deal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, don't point, don't do that. Point. When when yeah, you're man. young, you you know, if you're 24, you might be able to pull that off. Not 34. You better not do that. I, I, <laughs> this is why I was saying that um Crawford, whether it's an easy win in a rematch or not, this is his best option from a timeline place. If you're talking about fighting Canelo, and Canelo's already said he's not doing that, you're too little for me. You you're talking about fighting Jamel. Jamel is fighting on this Saturday with the other guy you said you were gonna fight. The timeline doesn't make any sense. He doesn't want to fight Boots for whatever reason. I'm not going to say anything crazy. I'm just saying he doesn't want to fight Boots. If he no longer wants to fight at 47, it's got to be Tim Zhu. Or, or what? Danny Garcia or something? He's, well, he just said he wouldn't fight Danny, and he said he wouldn't fight Thurman. So what do you do? You have to fight Spence now. I mean, from a money place, there's no one else. I mean, who? who if you, if it's either Spence or Tim Zhu at 54, because uh, Jamel is tied up, and I don't think he's coming back to 54. I think that would be a terrible idea. That's what he has to do. I, I think the Spence thing has to happen. Uh, and I, I, I'm almost betting it's going to be a 54, man. Because um, where else does he go? 
And I, honestly, I think Boots is a, is a nightmare scenario right now, to be honest. I, I just think it's well, a Well, I think Boots should fight somebody like Virgil Ortiz anyways because Boots, you know, I think that he has all the talent in the world. And if Bud or yeah. Errol Spence wasn't there, he'd be the undisputed champ right now himself. But I think he needs that hallmark name on his, you know, another guy, another young line like himself, try to get to that number one spot with but with either Bud or even Errol Spence. He needs to take on Virgil Ortiz, in my opinion. And then you know, Virgil, Virgil had that scare. I don't think he can make 47 himself anymore. I think he yeah. said 54. I think um yeah. Oscar was saying that his next hit will be at 54 because he I think he hurt himself trying to make 47 that last time. Didn't he have a, a like a scare or something? He's having a lot of health issues. Yeah. yeah. He he stays like 20 minutes from, from where I'm at, man. I've heard oh, issues going wow. on. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's what I'm yeah. saying. I, I feel like um uh Crawford's in a place where at least from a timeline, and again, he's like 36. He doesn't have time to wait around for a lot of dust to settle. He's got to make a move. If, if it's not Arrow, which is good, you're going to get more money from Arrow unless you plan on going to Australia. If he goes to Australia, yeah. you can make some bread. You're not going to make a lot of money with, with Tim Zhu here. You know what I'm saying? You, you better. That's my guy, there. but he ain't no way he's going to Australia. He's nah, like, he's they the him out there, man. They're gonna be a war. He's the A side. He ain't good. He ain't traveling around the right. world. Right. That's what I'm saying. So it's it's got to be Arrow. Arrow makes the most sense, especially if, look. If I just whooped a guy, I'm gonna make more money. Fighting the same guy, that's what I'm going to do. Like Devin Nobody Hager else did. is available. Nobody else is available except for Boots. And he counted out. This is where I think Bud is crazy. To say you're not going to fight Thurman, and Thurman is waiting to be plucked off of a tree. And I'm not disrespecting him, but he's super inactive. Fight Thurman at 54. Fight Danny Garcia who's already at 54. But he said he's not going to fight those guys. So, but now Thurman's talking I, about a character. I don't think they do anything him. for him. He, he, there's no motivation there. Oh, but there's there's name recognition and Danny Danny holds a win over Crawford in the amateurs. It's a built-in thing. You're already with PBC, these established names. He'll get paid. He'll get paid fighting those guys. This this there's enough buildup. I mean, more than Tim Zhu. People know Danny Garcia more than Tim <laughs> Zhu. You know what I'm saying? Like if it's not Arrow, I say do yeah, Arrow it's again. More to be made fighting Tim Zhu than it is to fight Danny Garcia, who hasn't won a big fight since when? So the yeah, Medusa, but he's got. Look, but that's how name recognition goes. Like, there's guy. Look, Keith Thurman has been waiting to cash out on his name for a minute. He's this last. He's just looking to cash out. Those guys Javante still Davis have names. Give him that opportunity. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the down there. See, look, he did some of this to himself, man. He could have had yeah. those fights a long time ago. Uh, if you got your own promoter is talking about how much money he loses on you and shit like that, you, you. That's he, he did some of this to himself, and he could have had some of these fights earlier. I think Bud is a tremendous talent in the ring, but his business acumen needs a little sharpening. Him and Andre went to the same business school, apparently. But they make some horrible ass business choices for themselves. Talented guys, though. Super I like to watch them fight, but they make some horrible, horrible business choices, man. I don't think uh he's got anywhere to go but Arrow. Arrow makes the most sense financially and and in terms of the in the ring. Because Tim Zoo is not, I, I just don't see that bringing a whole bunch of bread. People don't. How many more? How many fights do uh, Bud has after that? Because he's already said he's not chasing fifty and zero. He's yeah. not. He doesn't want to be in the fight game much longer. He's. It took him this long to get to this point to get the money, and you see the lifestyle he lives. He's not today's athlete. You know, he's yeah. made a lot of bread for the last fight, and he's still in the same neighborhood. It's a good neighborhood, but he's still that down home guy from Omaha, Nebraska. You know what I mean? And, and there's nothing to lead you to believe that if he got that huge money from another fight, 
that things are going to change too much different from that. He just seems to still come across as the family man, the boxer, and he can have a hell of a legacy. He proud as hell as Omaha, did some great things there, has his own program there. Uh, you know, there isn't much left for him anyway. One or two fights is good enough for him. He could call walk into the sunset. Call it a day. Yeah, yeah. I give him two. Yeah. I give him two. Yeah. Yeah, I give him two, man. I don't because I mean, unfortunately, like the timeline with the big fights, the ones that those big kind of cash out fights, I don't know if um I don't know what's available. Like, like he might have a Jamel situation. But see, look, if let's let's say Jamel wins Saturday, you know there's a rematch clause. He's not going to be able to go dance with Bud immediately. He's going to have to do it with Canelo again. So what else is there really for him to do? We, I think you guys are right about two fights because there's no – But, but Bevo, there was a rematch clause for that fight. And you find a way yeah. around it. And Canelo was saying, I'm giving him the same deal. No. Yeah. It's not, not the same deal. That, that, that was code for I don't want to get my ass whipped again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah and I mean, 75 – look, Canelo's shorter than me. Like, I'm 5'9 on a good day. You know what I'm saying? So, like, 75 was a bridge too far. I don't know. That wasn't a good idea. Certainly, in hindsight, it's easy to say that, but that just wasn't a good idea, man. Those guys are tall as shit. Light heavyweights are tall. Yeah, you can't are. walk in there 5'8". <laughs> the light heavyweight, that's a... Man, you're asking for trouble. That's a rough way to Unless go. Dwight Braxton slash Dwight Muhammad Kawi, you know, 5'7", was handling those dudes. You know, yeah. he had that, that reach, though. He had the reach of a heavyweight. But, man, it was tiny shoes without bending down. He had a long, yeah. long. That's a rare bird, man. man. That's just because, I mean, them guys are – they shrinking down to 75. You know what I'm saying? Like, they walk around. Those are 200-pound dudes walking around. Yeah. Yeah, people I, don't realize that those bigger weights, it's much harder to move up, man, because that power really starts gaining. Yeah. 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 A difference. Yeah, yeah, that's that's whenever that size advantage really starts pressing into the action. It's it's not like moving up from from one twenty six to one thirty whatsoever. Right, right, right. No, you you, you got to be a special good. fighter to pull it off. Even Chris Berg yeah. going from middleweight to heavyweight and even being as effective as he was, that was still crazy. a marvel. Still a marvel. Yeah, Let's get these predictions in. It got dark on Gunner over there. We can't yeah, see. No, my bad, man. My bad, man. <laughs> I just got off work, man. I'm I'm an hour from it's my cool. house still. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool. Heck yeah, heck yeah. I tell you what, I'm gonna go with Charlo, man, by decision, split decision, because you know they're not gonna give him the unanimous decision. I think he's gonna do enough. I think he watched the video, as I said earlier, of Bevo. He has a lot of the Bevo stature in terms of the height. He has the long arms. He hasn't fought like that before, so that's another fashion he can bring to the table with the element of surprise. Going in, outboxing him. Lara did it years ago in 2014. I think that if he focused on this. And the maturity he's shown is because he knows he's going to do something different. I think that's the reason why I could give him a split decision at 12. I want to go with Charlo, but I don't know. I think it's, it's going to be much like some elections. Charlo wins the popular vote, but Canelo wins the electoral <laughs> college, gaining the judges. Yeah, <laughs> I agree God. with you, Bias. I think that it's going to be a lot closer fight. I think that Jamel's going to have a lot of moments. I think that he's going to rock Canelo and, and – at least one round. I think he's going to have a moment where he has Canelo on the ropes. However, I mean, I don't see, I don't, I don't see the judges giving him the nod. I, I think that the, I'm not saying that Canelo is going to have the judges in his pocket, but we know how it goes, man. And if this is a super, if this is a super close fight, Canelo's going to get the edge right there. I just don't want to hear 118, 110. Then we know. It's <laughs> yeah, right? We know it was built up before the fight started. <laughs> I'm, I'm also going 
with Canelo being in Vegas, he got all the, if it's gonna be close, they're gonna give it to Canelo. And I just think it's I think it's his last hurrah. I, I I he looked good in the gym. And I tell and a lot of times if guys are looking good at the gym, they're gonna look good in the fights. But he's been in wars, so anything could happen, but I, I just think this is the last one for him. And you know you know when you go to the restaurant you go to you go to the restaurant and everybody else is ordered and you're like shit I still don't know what the fuck I'm <laughs> <laughs> because like just like you guys are saying I really feel like Jamel's gonna put on a performance that maybe he should win the split decision but if there's a split decision I think Canelo will actually get it yeah. uh, which is that, do you think they'd have the audacity to call a draw in a fight that Canelo maybe should have lost. You think they, they could do that all the same way out? That's the same way. I mean, didn't that happen with It's possible you know to split draw. So I'm trying to think, like, should I should I talk to the boxing gods about my fan duel <laughs> bet? Because I got my fan duel <laughs> money on here. If I am I gonna if I put out into the universe, is my bet gonna fall through? But you know, with my brain, I feel like and I hate to just feel like I'm copying everybody here, but I think Canelo's going to win a decision that perhaps he might not totally deserve. But I tell you what, I know I, I'm going to hit y'all up about sixth round. If shit is looking a certain way, you're at least going to hear from me because I'm like, yo, this is about to be a fucking problem. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to go ahead and say, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm say Canelo's going to win a tight decision too. Emergency yeah. show, something like that happens, man. Emergency show. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Saturday night. Saturday night. Man. See, man, we need Bosh need to be around here to hook them beans up, man. I can send you the recipe, man. Um, is, is it going to have the same uh, magic touch? I've never done, I've made these before. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, my my friend, I gave him the recipe. He called me up. He's like, they're all right. They're not like yours. And then a few months back, I was showing him and another friend. I, I walked him through it. He's like, oh, see, I chopped up my onions. I was like, no, I sliced mine. I don't know yeah. if it makes a difference, but that's what I do. And, if, if you send it, I'm gonna follow to the letter of the law. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do exactly <laughs> what you're doing because I need some of that action going on. Yeah, because I told I told him slice the onions, slice it lengthwise like this. Yeah. And I was yeah. I was telling my other friend, "Are right, you you chop the bacon?" And and I look and he's chopping them. I'm like, "Yo, what are you?" I said, "Slice, not chop." That's why your <laughs> shit didn't come out right. Let the flavor, <laughs> let it marinate. <laughs> okay, Yo, guys. Right. Thanks for having me. I'm. Thanks for I'll, coming, Danny. Thanks, Coach. Hey, welcome. Thanks, nice you, everybody. Appreciate you, brother. Take care. Enjoy the fight. Take care. Fight coming, Thank as you already know, this Saturday, T-Mobile Arena. We talked about it. We'll probably come with an emergency show if the fight ends a certain kind of way. We probably can't. Let me know, man. Like but in any event, yo, catch y'all afterwards. See you next week if there's nothing going on. All right, Later. take care, fellas. Take it easy, man. Hey, hey. Hey.